0: ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive.
1: It is Wednesday, August 24th. Your drive is beginning now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I am your host, Paul Swan. Take your phone calls and your texts this hour. The text line is now open. It is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. It's Wednesday. So we have got a diverse lineup on the show today. Matt Perry is going to join us. We're going to talk a little Spring Valley with him. The Timberwolves are in action. They're taking on Huntington. That's coming up. Biggest game of the year, start things out, or at least one of the biggest games of the year, starting things out. We're going to have that game for you on our sister station, as well as right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. So I'm looking forward to that. Should be a fun one. Huntington High looks good. Cabell Midland looks good. Spring Valley looks good. There are a lot of good-looking teams in the tri-state as far as, you know, maybe able to make a run, so... Matt's going to talk to us a little bit about Spring Valley. He's had a chance to uh, catch up with him as he'll have a call of the game coming up on Friday. And, of course, that's our Kindred Digital Game of the Week as well. So you go to our Facebook page and you'll be able to watch that game as well. But, of course, um, don't forget, keep it locked here, ESPN 94.1. And, 930. and then later on in the show, we're going to hear from Lindsay Webb from the Charleston Dirty Birds. We'll get a, an update from her what's happening with the Dirty Birds. So that's all coming up this hour. And, of course, uh, the rest of the way, we're going to take your, your phone calls and your texts, obviously. And we've got a lot to get into today. Let's just be honest. We've got a lot to get into today. I think a lot of people are, are still asking questions about Rasheen Ali. Yeah, Marshall University making it known he's going to be stepping away just for a little bit. Take care of, you know, he's got issues. He's going to take care of and he's going to step away. Now, I mean, it doesn't. He's not disappearing. It's. it's not like he's, he's gone. I've had a few people text me uh, like, you know, "What's really going on?" Hey, look, he's he's taking some time. He ne- he needs to get some things uh, in order. Yeah, he, for his health, whatever he deems necessary, he's going to go do. And he's not gone. It's, it's, it's not over. We, we'll we still see Rashina Ali. So that's, of course, resonating with a lot of people. And we're getting closer to football season because I drove by today. I was near Jones C. Edwards Stadium today. So I'm driving past. And I'm looking at just – it's this habit. I look over at the stadium as I drive by. I've spent many a year there. Many of Saturdays, hours upon end, I mean, like you, it's a habit, just driving by. And I saw the end zone seat, tarps, covers, whatever you want to call those. I've seen those already driving by. Now, I didn't take a picture. I was driving. I figured somebody else on the internet would take care of that business for me. But I saw them today from the road. I'm like, okay, that's that's going to look good. They're sponsored, of course. Make some money off of this. They're sponsored. There's me that I don't want to see sponsorship like anything. Maybe on graphic boards, I'm cool with that, but I don't like signage. I live in a different world than reality because I like my stadium not to have like signage like that. I, but there's signage. You have, to, you have to pay for things. So, There's signage. There's sponsorship opportunities. There's if there's a blank space in that stadium, there's a sponsorship opportunity for you. That's just the way of the world. But they look good, nice, and it wasn't. Hopefully, that can stay the the whole season, nice and clean, and it wasn't sagging and buckling or anything like that. It's it it fit. It looked good, and I think that's going to help the atmosphere of the stadium because we're going to shift some people away from those seats one i didn't think those seats were really a necessity when they were put together the erector set was put together which hopefully one day i hope i get to be at the first demolition moment of those seats i i wonder if they'll let me be the first guy just show me where to pull the lever and let me just let me be the first guy to, to take a whack at that. Just get him down. But I think that you're going to see a more exciting atmosphere. I think that's fair to say. It's going to be more – the fans are going to be closer together. You're not going to spread them out. I mean, look, if, if, this, was, um, if this was something where Marshall was selling out every single Saturday, then you know, by all means uh, – add more seats, but i think marshall's at a good spot right now seating wise i feel that the first thing you should always focus on in this new day and age is not how many people you can get into the stadium is how comfortable is the stadium what do i get for my my money because prices are going up it's the same game prices are going up across the country so what do i get for that I mean, are the seats comfortable? Are the sight lines pretty good? Are the concession options? Are they nice? I mean, are they, is there a variety there? Can I get a good deal? for? Can I get it some value? Can I get some dollar dogs? What can I get here? And I've always felt that you want to make the experiences the best you can possibly can? Of course, you know, the more people that are you know, sitting together, build off that energy? Of course, you know, it just doesn't, it doesn't look good on TV if it's all spread out. So that's a good first step as far as just trying to create that atmosphere. And I didn't like those erector set seats to begin with. I can remember that we went to the press conference years ago. Like okay, here are the seats. I'm like, hey, these are great. When you guys are finishing these? It, no, no, this is it. This what this this erector set, this metal monstrosity. That that's the seats you you attach to this stadium. That's what you put together. That's what you put in on on this this eyesore. This it has no really cohesive look. Seats? Have I told you I hate those seats? I don't know if you know that. I hate those seats to the point where I would get text from former sports information director Jason Corrier who would text me because I would complain about those seats and he would just text me and I'm not going to share what those texts were, but you know he would let me know he's listening because I have wanted those things torn down since the inception. Of those things, those seats are terrible. So now we'll hopefully get a little bit of atmosphere back at Jones C. Edwards Stadium. You don't need those seats, and I'm glad that the uh, athletic department has uh, seen to really trying to improve the atmosphere and the experience at, at a game at Marshall University. I mean, unlike soccer, men's soccer needs more seats. Men's soccer needs more seats. Football does not need more seats right now. Men's soccer does. Basketball, yeah, I'm good with reining it in a little bit, a little bit more of a comfortable size of fans maybe. I don't want to say more intimate. Intimate. I mean, but your college basketball team, you know, you you should you should have fans on top of of everybody. Just about. I'm not saying we need to have field house for those of you who actually remember seeing a game in the field house. Being a part of those crowds. I'm not talking about we need to be on top of everybody like that, but just the fact that we've identified an issue here. What's Create some demand. Let's limit inventory. Create some demand. And with that said, when we come back, I've got Matt Perry joining me. We're going to talk Spring Valley Huntington. Later on, Lindsey Webb from the Charleston Dirty Birds. We're going to talk Charleston Dirty Birds baseball. So now you know. More coming up. It's the Drive, ESPN ninety four point one and AM nine thirty.
0: This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
1: Welcome back to the Wednesday edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Our text line is open, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Texter writes in, Huff is a running back coach, question mark. We will see. Also says, bring back the herd. Whatever happened to Ron Derby? Doug Chapman and Bradshaw. We'll see what happens. Bring some of those guys back. Uh, I know where one's at. I know where Doug Chapman's at. I can find Doug Chapman for you real quick. Let's go to the phone now. Um, let's welcome to the program Matt Perry. He'll have a call of Spring Valley. Uh, Spring Valley will be playing host to Huntington. That is coming up on Friday. You can hear that across several of our Kendry Communication radio stations. And Matt is going to tell us why Spring Valley will beat Huntington on Friday and maybe just maybe solidify its shot at maybe getting back to the state championship. Am, am I am I am I selling Spring Valley too much?
0: Man, you you sure know how to do it week one, don't you Paul?
1: I'm putting it out <laughs> there right now. Hey, I'm gonna tell you right now before we continue tomorrow I think tomorrow, as soon as I get Cornwell's vote in, and I'm doing this so nonchalantly here, but the the Drive Power Five makes its debut tomorrow. The Drive Power Five, top five teams in the tri-state. And I think Spring Valley might make the list. And that yeah. would be great. That would be great for our first game between uh, Drive Power Five number Whatever versus drive power five number whatever. I just want you I, to say my name in your broadcast several times. That's the whole point of those power rankings. Well,
0: I do it anyway. I appreciate yeah, that. It's, there's a lot of exciting things going on with Kendra Communications. You know, I'm really excited of uh, the ideas that you've been coming up with about uh, highlighting you know, tri-state area football. You mean for- a player of
1: the week, a, a, a player, a show player of the week as well, right? Yeah which is
0: going to be really cool. I think it's a great way uh, to shine more light on these uh, young men. And uh, also, you know, it's just a great idea having a power five in the tri-state, you know, including Ohio, Kentucky, and West Virginia. Uh, We get to broaden the horizons a little bit. And a player of the week, that's a big deal for a young man if, uh, you know, when a media outlet names you a player of the week. So that's pretty cool. I'm excited for this season.
1: Yeah, by the way, um, Woody Woodrum's vote, I will not reveal it but he did not vote the same number one everyone else voted. Really? Really? Right? Wow. Yeah. Uh I I'm just going to tell you this right now. I'll tell you all fair. I'll tell you where he voted Spring Valley. Okay. I'll tell you all fair.
0: I know I, I you know what? Take a guess. I'll tell you me. what. You guess.
1: You guess where he put Spring Valley and I'll tell you.
0: I don't think he put him in the top 5. You got
1: it. You got it. Woody Woodrum yep. already week one, not voting for Spring Valley in the drive power five.
0: Yeah, uh, Well, um, I I respectfully disagree, but so that's why we have these power rankings.
1: Exactly, and that's why I have your vote as well. So, uh, by the way, it's not yeah. just going to be where I say it, even though it should be. It should be just <laughs> I pick five teams, and I tell you why, that those are the five teams, and you just everyone can agree with me because I'm right. But, no, yeah. I'm opening it up for others. So. It'll, yeah, uh,
0: it, you know, it, I turned my vote in last night. You did. I'm excited to, uh, and I'm excited to, uh, you know, it's kind of, it could have forced me to pay more attention to Kentucky and Ohio football as well, not just be so laser focused on West Virginia. Um, I, I'll give another hint away. I do have Spring Valley in the top five um, because they are. <laughs> they're a top five team in the tri state.
1: <laughs> See, um, that's, how, that's how I would rank them. Like, yeah, they're in there because they are. Cause I said so.
0: Yeah, so for sure. Um, you know those will come out tomorrow, but yep. Spring Valley they have a huge task ahead of them. But it's so it, you know this is what this is what makes it awesome. Week one, week one, and you have this heavyweight matchup. You have the Highlanders traveling to the Wolves' Den. Biggest you know Spring Valley and Huntington are a huge rivalry. Uh, last year it was a fantastic game uh, at Huntington that Huntington squeaked out one, uh, helped them propel themselves you know to a better ranking, and the trip to Wheeling. So it shows that these games between the Wolves and the Highlanders and the Wolves and the Knights and the Knights and Highlanders, they, no matter when they happen in the season, they have lasting consequences throughout the entire year.
1: How does Spring Valley win this game on Friday night? Where will Spring Valley need to get good performances from to win this game?
0: Last year, the defense stopped Gavin Lacco for the vast majority of the game. Uh, it was a very low-scoring affair. Spring Valley has to do that again. Um, you know, first game of the year, we have no idea as media. The only people that have any clue really what to expect, and that's only partly, is the coaches. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of unanswered questions. It's typically the hardest game to, you know, to pontificate upon the first week because we really don't know what to expect. I, I, I've talked to Coach Brad Dingus. I have um you know i've I've talked about replacing some of those key players from last year, and now it's about seeing how those young men react to uh to getting their first starts and uh the pressure of their first start being you know against one of the best teams in the state of West Virginia.
1: Matt Perry's with me who'll have the call of Huntington at Spring Valley. You get a fun season. not only do you have Huntington to start things off. I'm surprised we don't have Spring Valley and Cabell Midland to end things, but Portsmouth, Ohio, Hurricane, you've got the first three at home, then you're on the road for three, and then you've got the next two at home, and then you're on the road for two. I don't know if I like that kind of scheduling here. Long home stands, long road stands. I kind of like the one week home, one week away, one week home, one week away, but... Yeah, it's uh, it's hard to schedule in the Mountain State Athletic Conference, and it's hard to schedule period. So, yeah, how do you it feel is. about that schedule? You know, it's it's going to have some challenges.
0: As a media member, I detest a month long road trip, not having any home games after a while. Uh, but as you know, it, that's just my bias as a media member. I think it really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things for the kids. Um, Spring Valley's never really been one of those teams that's much better at home than it does on the road. The coaching staff does a great job. I mean, some of Spring Valley's biggest wins have been on the road. Uh, you know, Martinsburg a couple of years ago. Um, they always play well on the road, so I don't know if it really matters to the kids very much. It's just uh, us old men happen to drive and cover them. It gets kind of tiring.
1: Who are you calling old, man? Who are you calling old?
0: Myself, myself and Bill Cornwell.
1: Okay, Bill Cornwell, how old are you? I'm. I'm...
0: I'm 36.
1: Oh, what old! I feel old. <laughs> okay. By the way, Bill's not going to be there. Can you believe that? Bill's not going to be there on Friday. No, right?
0: it's it, it's time for his yearly his yearly uh, trip to Disney. Which, uh, no judgment, I take one as well. Um, so, me and Mike Myers, uh, our color commentator, we're just excited to get going. Uh, you know. There's been a lot of improvements made to the campus of Spring Valley, including the football facility. Um, there's been improvements in the press box. There's been improvements in the fan experience. And uh, it's been really cool seeing that on Facebook. Um, Athletic Director Tim George has been sharing all of the improvements that have been made uh, around the campus of Spring Valley High School. And so it's really exciting. Uh, you know, just time to get going. Uh, they've made our lives uh, as media members easier they've installed some cool stuff like a uh, high speed you know better high-speed internet and just made it more comfortable up in the box in doing the little things that make a football program great and you know when when you do those little things you know, it, it makes the whole experience better and it makes your program better
1: it's coming up on Friday night we've got it for you and of course uh, you can listen to it right here on ESPN 94.1 at am 930. Or you could just go and listen to Matt Perry, and listen yeah, to, that. You need to
0: listen to it on on nine two seven the planet. That's what you need to do. But.
1: Are you saying, are you saying that um, nobody should tune in to hear Christian Palmer as um, he's taking I, over I, this year? Are you saying that? I mean, he, I
0: mean, if you're if you if you like if you lean as a Huntington fan, that that would be the smart thing to do. But all of you Spring Valley Timberwolves fans, you're going to want to definitely go to nine two seven the planet rocks, and that's where Mike and I will have the call.
1: All right, that's fine. I mean, you know, Christian Palmer is a—he's a Wayne County guy. You know that, right?
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, I know, and uh, he will be more than welcome on his trip uh, back to his home county. I hope he enjoys it. Um, he still lives in Wayne much. County,
1: by the way. He still lives in Wayne County. Well, then, I,
0: I hope he enjoys being a visitor in his home county. I don't know—I don't know how else to word it, Paul.
1: Hey, look, we have. We've had in the past, the mayor of Barbersville call the Huntington game. So this is just our, this is our continuing tradition of having someone from somewhere else call the Huntington high games. That's just, it's, it's tradition.
0: Yeah, but you have, you have the cornerstone still though. So, you know, it's going to be real, it's going to be really cool. I'm excited to see, you know, meet Christian and uh, you know, uh, get to get to talk to the Huntington high radio booth and, that's one of the cool parts about the the job is, like, you know, getting to meet all the other crews and, uh, you know, talk before the game, compare notes and stuff. As dorky as that sounds, it's actually pretty enjoyable. I enjoy doing that. So I'm excited to uh, meet him and uh, hope uh, they enjoy their trip. Show him the
1: ropes. Show him and Woody the ropes, would you?
0: I don't have to show Woody Woodrum anything except Spring Valley should be in the top five. That's the only disagreement that I have uh, with him. All right, like that.
1: that's, uh, that's coming up tomorrow, the – the Drive Power Five, first of the preseason <laughs> ranking. Well, I, does it count as preseason because Kentucky and Ohio are already underway? So the inaugural Power Five, the Drive Power yep. Five, is coming out tomorrow. Follow me on Twitter to find out, listen to the program. Matt Perry, my guest. i got to let you go now because I have to get Lindsay Webb on the program from the Dirty Birds, and she's already told me, look, buddy, i got a game at six, get yeah. me in this show, get me off this show. i got I got things to do. So she's got to hey, go up next. How do you one of those
0: Mothman jerseys?
1: Okay, I will. Yeah, see if
0: we could score a mothman jersey. Those are sweet. They're doing a lot of cool things up there with the Dirty Birds. So, I'll, I'll uh work yeah, on that's, that. that's awesome.
1: I'll work on that. Uh, also, text came in, you know, hey, back me up on this. Someone said Ron Darby, not Derby. How could you mispronounce his name? History Paul, you're right. We have to look forward, not backward. Did I did I say Derby? Did I say Ron Derby? I,
0: I, what it, no, I don't know.
1: I really don't. Yeah, when I was talking about that, did I say Derby, Darby? I Ron I Darby. Darby. I know it's yeah. And I know where Doug Chapman's at. The texture asked where's Doug? I know where he's at. He's over at the shoey. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's, I'm pretty sure you said Darby, but that's just me. Okay, that's fine. You know what? It's okay. I, I'm human. I make mistakes. I mean, not very yeah. often, so take note of them when I do, but I make mistakes. I don't want
0: yeah. I it's, understand. It's very
1: rare. It's very rare. That's my one for the that's my one for the month.
0: All right. Hey, I'll talk to you Friday night. I'm excited for it.
1: All right, buddy. Talk soon. That is Matt Perry. He's got the call of the Spring Valley Timberwolves. Coming up next, Lindsey Webb, Charleston Dirty Bears here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.
0: This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
1: Welcome back to the Wednesday edition. It is August 24th. Baseball is still going on. That means one thing. It's Wednesday night, and it's Lindsay Webb night here. You know how you have Mothman <laughs> night? We have Lindsay Webb night here on the program. We don't have a special I jersey. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, though. Hey, that's okay. I'll
2: get to working on a design.
1: By the way, people are still asking me, and I'm still asking you, where's my Mothman swag? Where Can we get more Mothman swag? Can we get any Mothman swag?
2: Yeah, so our Mossman jersey auction actually just ended online. Um, so those are all accounted for. Um, we sold out of all of the replica jerseys in the team store. Um, we do still have some t-shirts left. Um, but other than that, you know, it was limited edition, special quantity, and we'll just have to wait and see if we do it again in the future. But for now, that's all we got.
1: So no Paul, you're not getting Mothman swag is what you just said to me
2: Well, we do have t-shirts still okay and, and it was such a big hit it was it was such a big hit that um, I imagine that we will be doing it again uh, in the future
1: okay so I have to wait I have to wait to get my hat and my my shirt and my my everything I want Oh yeah I can't believe you treat me like this, Lindsay, every week. <laughs> I can't believe that.
2: Hey, it's it's too late. You know what? We didn't have our call last week. Um,
1: no. You you
2: joined in with Rod, and I I wasn't able to do it. You know, if I would have known last week. So I think this is on me. I think this is my fault. No, it's, it's on
1: the toast, man, because I told him to remind you.
2: Oh, see? Nope, he didn't.
1: He did not. Of course he did not. I can't believe
2: we're blaming
1: him. Yeah, we're blaming him. I can't believe you know I had that had that guy on as a favor to you. I mean, nobody wants to hear from the I Toast Man. How dare he do this
2: to yeah. us? Yeah, I
1: mean, really, the Toast Man. I mean, who cares? It's the Toast Man. I mean, I mean what's the big deal about the guy? He throws toast at a baseball game. Uh, no, it was fun to have the Toast Man on, but now he's in my doghouse because I didn't get my Mothman stuff. What can I get this week at the Charleston Dirty Birds? First of all, um, how's the team doing? Can we talk about that, or are you still telling me no?
2: No, so we are still in the running for the playoffs. It's not, like, absolutely impossible. Um, it is going to, you know, we there are some things that we have to do. So we have to, we're currently playing Gastonia, the Honey Hunters, right now. Um, they're here for this series. And they won the first half. So the way our playoffs, Work for those who don't know. I don't do. You, do you know? I don't know. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. It's a little bit different. So we have first half and we have second half. Um, the winners of the first half, so of the North Division and the South Division, will play the winners of the second half. So Gastonia won the first half in the South Division, which is our division, um, and they are currently winning the second half as well. So. In order for us to be in the playoffs, we have to win all f- the remaining five games against the Honey Hunters. And we have to go 13 and seven in the remaining 20 of our other games, not against the Honey Hunters. And Gastonia needs to go 500. So it's a lot of you know, I, the playoffs are always just so much math and I have to like have a full staff of people constantly telling me and reminding me like, okay, now how many games back are we? What do we need to do now type deal? Just because like every time there's a game played, the, the, the numbers change. So currently we need to win the remaining five games against the Honey Hunters. But if So this is another interesting thing about the way our playoffs work since Gastonia won the first half. If they win the second half, then we have a wild card a wild card contender who will then play Gastonia uh, for the South division championship. And the wild card is the team with the best record during the second half, which is not us. Um, And if we don't, Win the second half, and it wouldn't be us anyway. So our only way, currently in this exact moment in time, is to win all five games against Gastonia, go thirteen and seven in the remaining twenty, and hope that Gastonia goes five hundred.
1: See, that was easy.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, right. That was easy. It's just a little, you know, just that, a little toss.
1: That was easy. So the season's winding down. However, there's still great weather left. There's still some some weeks of summer before we get into the fall weather and football. What can we expect at least uh, for the next uh, couple of weeks? What's coming up that maybe uh, will still bring some folks out, you know, minus no Mothman gear.
2: Yeah, so we still have um, all of our nightly promotions. Those go through till the end of the season. Um, every Tuesday, half-price beer and buy one get one free hot dogs, along with baseball bingo. Wednesdays, which is tonight, is winning scratch-off Wednesday. So every fan that comes into the ballpark will get a scratch-off ticket um, and prizes underneath there. Everyone wins something, whether that be a hot dog from the concession stand or a $25 shopping spree at the grocery store. Um, Thursdays, dollar beer night, everyone's favorite night of the week. We play as the Charleston Charlies as our throwback team. Um, And then Friday, we have giveaways. Saturdays we have Mega Blast Fireworks and then Sundays we have been doing a player photo giveaway series. So that's going on still on Sundays.
1: Lindsay Webster. We have me. those
2: our night our nightlies. Sorry.
1: Oh you're fine. No, you're fine. You can't it's, give
2: me a you can't give me a break in talking or else I'll just continue talking.
1: I mean it's your show. I just it's my name on your show. That's it. I'm. I'm just. I'm. I'm hosting your show. There we go. You know that's the deal. Again, you know, next week you know, you'll be on. It'll be. It's your show. And then when the season's over, whenever that is, you'll be hosting this show. I mean, I'll. I'll be pushing the buttons for you, and you'll just be telling me what I can talk about. That's fine. I get it. <laughs> I understand. I mean, you want to talk soccer, football, baseball, basketball, whatever. We'll talk about whatever Lindsay Webb wants to talk about on her show.
2: That's you know what? It's it's that's fair. There at the end of the season my microphone goes away. I won't be able to be talking on field anymore because this, we don't have fans in the ballpark. So I need somewhere to talk. I talk too much. I need someone to hear me.
1: That's fair. That's fine. I'll do it. You know perfect. what? You can do that anytime. I don't care. You can you can actually that's text perfect. me, like, hey, you know, I feel like talking today, Paul. What are you what what are you doing? I guess I'm yeah I'm gonna... I, I guess I'm calling you at five fifteen or five thirty and we're talking to you. Um you got a game coming up tonight, so you, you gave me, and I, ta- I mentioned this earlier, you gave me strict instructions, like, look, by 5.45, I'm done, buddy. I have a job. I have to be <laughs> off the phone at 5.45 because I have fans coming in. You, know, you didn't grit your teeth like that, but that, that's the voice I heard.
2: No, you're going to make your listeners think I'm just this, this <laughs> terrible person.
1: <laughs> okay if you think Lindsay is a terrible person let me know on text three zero four three nine six talk three zero four three nine six eight two five five if you think she is a terrible person I'll let you know next week if anyone actually took me up on that if you're a terrible person Lindsay
2: <laughs> I hope that you don't get any text I really hope that you don't <laughs> but I do want to talk about two more big promotions that we have coming up yes Eric, please um, we're Returning for the – it's kind of like our last two really big things of the season. Um, We started them last year. They were a big hit, so we're bringing them back again for a second time this year. On September 9th, we have our dash for cash. We will spread $2,000 in the infield grass after the game. Um, And then throughout the game, any fans in attendance can sign up to be one of the participants that run on the field after the game and dash for cash, actual cash, um, and we'll randomly select 20 people to do that. So that one's really fun um, and exciting. And, I mean, we had people last season walking out of here with like two, $300. So that one, we're excited for it to come back. That's on September 9th. Um, and then our Diamond Dig, which is on September 17th, is also returning. Um, it's presented by Calvin Broyles Jewelry. They donate an actual diamond. We hide a uh, we hide the diamond in the infield dirt before the game. Myself and our groundskeeper are the only people who know where the diamond is. The entire game is played with the diamond in the dirt, and then after the game, we have uh, ladies go out on the infield dirt and dig it up with popsicle sticks. And we had a winner last year. It was really exciting. It was really fun. Um, And you walk out of here with an actual diamond.
1: And this is why I can't get a a Mothman jersey, because you're giving people cash and diamonds. (laughs) You're giving
2: them cash and diamonds.
1: This is why I can't get a hat. I can't get a single Mothman hat, because somebody's going to have to go get a diamond, because the Dirty Birds like their fans.
2: Oh yeah, and, we like to give stuff away
1: around here. And cash.
2: Yep. straight cash.
1: You should give gift cards away too for a dollar beer night.
2: Just for like, you come for dollar beer night and we'll
1: give you a gift card. No, you, as as part of this giveaway, you know, you can win gift cards. Oh, for, yeah. for dollar beer night, you can you can like win, I don't know, a ten dollar gift card. No.
2: one. Yeah. I like it. Okay. I like it.
1: Just that could be a that could be a little a little little consolation prize ten dollar gift card, dollar oh. beer night.
2: yeah,
1: let's do it. okay, That's happening next week. Lindsay's gonna make that happen. all right, it's <laughs> it's five forty five. you've you gotta go now and open the gates because you're actually part of your job is actually opening the gates or the well, gate- I
2: don't actually I don't physically open them, um, but we have to be ready to put on our show when they do open. Um, so that's what. I'm going to hop off this call. We're going to have our uh, what we call our pre-production meeting, which is a meeting with our full team that, you know, lays out every single thing that's going to happen outside of the baseball game because we can't control the baseball game, but we can control all the entertainment that happens outside of it. So we'll have that meeting and then our gates will open up and we'll get this show on the road.
1: Lindsay Webb's with me, Director of Marketing the Charleston Dirty Birds. Uh, we'll talk to you next week and have fun tonight. And, and I know you will, so I, I don't even know why I said that. I know you'll have fun. So have fun anyway.
2: We always have fun around here. Thanks, Paul. It was a blast, as always. I can't wait to talk to you next week.
1: All right. Lindsay Webb with me, Charleston Dirty Birds. More coming up. We'll get your text in. It, is Lindsay a terrible person? Text me. Let me know if she's a terrible person at 304-396-TALK, 304 304- Three nine six eight two five five. Lindsey Webb, terrible person or not? I'll take text on that. More coming up. It's the Drive. ESPN ninety four point one and AM nine thirty.
0: We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to the Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever
1: you get your podcasts. Text line is open, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. If you weren't with us the last segment, we had Lindsay Webb from the Charleston Dirty Birds. And, of course, uh, she she completely hosed me on my Dirty Birds slash Mothman jersey and, and swag. She completely hosed me. So we're taking text right now. Is Lindsay Webb from the Charleston Dirty Birds a bad person? Is she a terrible person? She's a pretty cool person, so I don't think anyone's actually going to take me up on that, however Texter writes in, the movie was the Mothman Prophecies starring Richard Gere really happened with Fall of the Silver Bridge and Chief Cornstalk's curse it's a fact, the men in black were searching for it okay, so according to the Texter and I don't know why I would not believe this That the Mothman prophecies... Of course, the bridge, the tragedy... That all happened. But the texture is telling me... That it was truly the Mothman. The Mothman did it. And now the Men in Black... Are searching for the Mothman. That sounds like a movie right there. You could have... You could bring back... The original cast of Men in Black. Tommy Lee Jones... You could have, I don't know, we need to maybe find a a replacement for Will Smith. He's still not in favor right now. So maybe we get Tommy Lee Jones to come back looking for The Mothman. Would you pay money for that movie? I I think you got a hit right there. But will we get too close to the truth? And then The Mothman or the men in black would come after us. I mean you got to keep that in mind. Do we want to really do we want to dig into this too much? I mean it's it's one thing to have Mothman jerseys and hats and t-shirts here but do we really want to go finding out more than we need to know about the Mothman and do we really want to maybe tread on what the men in black are doing? I know I don't want to cross the men in black. And I don't want a surprise visit from the Mothman either. So be careful there. Be careful. Maybe we shouldn't, maybe we shouldn't be talking about the Mothman anymore. So we're not gonna we're not gonna we're just gonna back out of this. We're not gonna talk about the Mothman anymore, just in case the Mothman is listening. I have it under good authority that the Mothman does listen and the Mothman is a fan. And the men in black, I, I understand that they'll just know. So be very careful. Text line is open, though 304 396 TALK, 304 396 8255. Talk sports on a sports show? No, that doesn't happen. Why would we do that? Why would we absolutely focus on sports? I'll tell you why. We got soccer to talk about. The 14th ranked, by the way, the number 14 Marshall University men's soccer team. Opening up the season against the VCU Rams tomorrow at Hoops Family Field at 7.15 p.m. Uh, Rams are picked third to win the Atlantic 10. Had a 9-7-2 season. The Thundering Herd coming off its third straight playing season. Season playing in the NCAA tournament and has been a top 25 team since October 15th, 2019. So that's how long the herd's been ranked in the top 25, since October 15th, 2019. So that is coming up tomorrow. The Thundering Herd opening up the season against VCU. And this will be an opportunity for the herd to even up the season, or even up the series, my mistake. The Thundering Herd trailing the all time series two, three, and nothing. But you know the last time these two teams met? The last time that these two teams faced off was in 1994. 1994. The herd won that contest two to one. 1994. And that's just that's a school I would think you wouldn't play more. I would think you'd want to have VCU on the schedule more. Virginia is an easy drive in comparison to some of the places you've gone. I would think that would be a good team to have consistently on the schedule. Maybe this is the start of something like that. Maybe you're going to see that a little bit more on the schedule. Again, I think there's going to be some decisions made on the schedule as far as we're going to see more and more of that philosophy. And yesterday we talked about it. By the way, the poll question yesterday, uh, it was Ohio winning the poll with you. 91% over 9% saying that you would rather Marshall play Middle Tennessee over Ohio. 91% of you said no. We want to see Marshall play Ohio. And 9% of you said we want to see the Herd play Middle Tennessee. And I had a conversation well, okay. I was listening this morning. The dentist was, uh, you know, he was one doing the talking. I couldn't actually talk back, but you no, know, I had a conversation about this with uh, with a couple of people, including uh, my dentist. He told me that, you know, Middle Tennessee. You travel to Middle Tennessee. That's a great place to go travel to on vacation, but Athens is uh, closer, and it's a great rivalry. So, yeah. You know, the feeling with a lot of herd fans is, you know, Memphis is great. That area, Middle Tennessee, Murfreesboro, it, all of those destinations that you can go to, you can get to, you know, all that's fine. It's great, but Marshall, Ohio, has a little bit more meaning. It's a rivalry. You should play that more. I think that herd fans will make. A little more noise, and maybe we'll see Ohio and Marshall on the schedule a little bit more. I think it should be played every year. I don't know what the dollars and cents are. It's not my job. But as far as a game that interests me, I think that Marshall-Ohio interests me a lot more than Marshall-Middle-Tennessee. With that said, with that said, again, I could be in the minority. You know, the 91% of you that voted yesterday, you could be in the minority. You could all be wrong. I could be wrong. It could be more people out there that want to see the herd play Middle Tennessee. We just don't know those people. We don't know who they are. We haven't met them yet. Play Ohio. I like that. I like that as an opponent. I I just, again, I'm okay with Athens. It's a quick drive. It's a nice drive for the herd. Nice drive for the fans. All right, that does it. We're done. Tomorrow on the program... We're gonna do the final tabulation. The the debut of the Drive Power Five, the top five teams in the tri-state. The very top five. The, there's no class. This isn't class AAA, Single A, Double A. This isn't districts No, like very top. One, two, three, four, five. The very best tri-state teams. We rank them tomorrow. I have actually consulted others that cover high school sports, so it's not just my opinion, even though my opinion is the only opinion. So I've made this fair. And we have three-state representation on the Power 5. The Drive Power 5 coming out tomorrow. Look out for it. I'm Paul Swan. This has been The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. WRBC Huntington,
0: w 227 bs Huntington. This is your radio home for Pittsburgh Pirates baseball. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.